Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. If you'll take your Bibles and open up to one of the passage, uh, passages that was read earlier, Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. Uh, the title of the message today is Catch uh, the Christmas Spirit. And, you're, and some of you may be thinking, well, it's kind of late, don't you think? No, it's never too late to catch uh, the Christmas Spirit. Uh, throughout the holidays, usually I, I use this time or during Christmas time leading up to Christmas, I'll ask people as I go and see them, hey, you ready for Christmas? You ready for Christmas? And, and, and generally what people begin to, to describe for me is like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm ready. We're going to have X number of days off. I'm going to uh, get with my family or I'm doing this or going there and then start talking logistics. But really what I want to know, are you, are you, are you ready for the, the real thing? Are you ready for Christmas? And uh, one of the one of the uh, uh, the companies I go to to kind of serve as a chaplain, uh, the CEO uh, there. Uh, as I saw him this past week, I asked him. I said, "You ready for Christmas?" And and he was honest. He says, uh, "Actually, uh, not really." He says, "You know, I struggle at Christmas." And uh, he, he was honest about the fact that that is during the, the Christmas season here, there's so many moving parts and so much stuff that's going on that it, 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 it tries to steal away the true spirit of Christmas. And so what he does is he kind of goes along to, to get along. And I think that a lot of people uh, do that. You know, we're supposed to be excited during Christmas time, but the reality is, is that there's a, a lot of, of, of darkness there are a lot of people that are facing challenges, that are people that are, are not in a good place, and, and maybe even during the Christmas season it's a reminder, you know, that there's something missing in their life. And so what I would like for us to do today is just pretty basic and simple. My prayer has been that, that the Holy Spirit would enable every one of us to really catch the Christmas Spirit. And the Christmas Spirit is His Spirit. And that we that we would uh, our lives would be enlivened and quickened because of what he does in this service today, as a revelation of his awesome love for us. So what I'd like to do is get you, if you would join me in standing again. I know you were just standing, but let's stand again in honor of this passage. It's Luke, uh, the uh, the the message of Christmas. Luke chapter 2, we're going to start right there in the same place. I won't be reading from the message, but from the NIV, uh, beginning with verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today. In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a babe, uh, baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, 
a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom His favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into the heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let's ask God's blessing on the reading of His living word. Father God, today we just stand before You, and Lord, I pray that uh, Your living word would sink deep within us. And even though many, perhaps most, and maybe even every one of us have heard this story time and again, and yet You are the one through Your Holy Spirit that makes this come alive in each one of our hearts, just as You did in those shepherds. And so we ask today that You would fill us with Yourself and that we would experience the true Spirit of Christmas. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. All right. Pretty basic outline. Uh, but here's the reality. The reality is that I'm not going to share with you any information that's going to be revolutionary in your life. Uh, it is only as what we've been going through as a body uh, uh, and then experiencing God is only as the Holy Spirit speaks and is unleashed in our lives will we have and understand anything of the Lord. It's all spiritually discerned. So your prayer today can be just simply as I'm talking, is, is Holy Spirit speak to me. Holy Spirit speak to me. So let's look at what we see in, the, in this example of the shepherds of how we too can catch the Christmas spirit. And it just starts with this. Know the meaning of Christmas. And here's the basic meaning of Christmas. That heaven is open and offered. Heaven is open and offered. This is a, a, a kind of a weird verse that, you're, that we're looking at in Genesis chapter 3, verse 23, but it gives us some insight in, in what the real meaning of a Christmas really is. Uh, so this is talking about Adam and Eve, but in Adam it says, So the Lord banished him after they had sinned. So the Lord banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. What is that all about? This shows us that from the very beginning, that we, we will mess it up left to ourselves. And sin has uh, ridiculous consequences. Self-led life, self-sufficient living has tragic and deadly consequences. For him, all of a sudden we see that there is this banishment you know, from the Garden of Eden, what God truly intended for us to experience. Have you ever had somebody that, you know, you've tried, you know, you've gone to them, you've tried to get them to talk to you, but they just will not talk to you? And no matter what you do, they won't. Have you ever had that happen? That's kind of weird. You know, I'm pretty good at getting people to talk. But I, I've experienced that at a time or two where people, you just, you just don't hear it. They just won't talk to you. You ever had that happen? And the, well, listen, there was a time in... We see even uh, as we look at God's Word that there was like a 400-year period that God was silent. We, we don't see God. God was just silent. Man, if we are created by God for God without having God in our lives, it creates such a vacuum and such an emptiness that oftentimes what we do is we pursue it in such... Um, tangible ways, worldly ways, that at least just leaves us empty. So here's the meaning of Christmas, that heaven is open and offered. That's what, that's what we see in this particular passage in uh, verses 8 and 9. 
it, it says that these shepherds, you know, were, were there. And, and they were just doing what shepherds do. They were out there. They were living out there. And uh, they were just, it's just like you're, you're being at work, doing whatever it is you do to work. And all of a sudden, God shows up. And that's God's initiative that He has taken in each and every life. God shows up in the midst of the stuff that we normally do. And it's as He shows up, He's got some good news. He's got some good news. And that's the next verse on your outline. The verse 10, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for a few people. That's not what it says, is it? That will be for all the people. Uh, you know, because we are fallen, we, we can fall into... Uh, just a real self-absorbed, self-focused life. And we can, you know, just try to make sure that we're covered. But oftentimes that leads us blinded to the need that people have that are around us. What the angel said at this particular point is that heaven is open for all people. No matter what, what race, what color, what background, what religion, heaven is open. God has taken the initiative so that we can experience that for which we were created for. Uh, not only is it open, but it's offered and it's revealed through His Son, Jesus Christ. Look at verse, verse 11. It says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, which gives us insight that we need saving. It's just a reminder. We need saving. And He is Christ, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped and claws lying in a manger. And, and so we see that this Savior is Jesus. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, uh, it's when uh, the angel appeared to, to Joseph uh, in a dream and says, listen, uh, your wife Mary is going to have a baby and, and you're to name Him Jesus because He's going to save my people from their sins. Jesus is Savior. He, he wants me and you to come to that particular place if we've never done that to say, I need saving. I need saving. And apart from Jesus, there is no salvation. So that's good news that's coming. That since the beginning of really human history, you know, it's just closed up and all of a sudden God intervenes and Jesus shows up. That's the wonderful, beautiful news of Christmas. Verses 13 and 14, read along with me. Again, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom His favor rests. This gives us really um, the purpose of the first Christmas morning to say we exist for God's glory. And we thrive on God's glory. And apart from Him, we can do nothing. So the, to experience a true spirit, we just need to be reminded of the real meaning of Christmas. But that leads us to the next thing, and that's meet the miracle of Christmas. And we see this through the action here. So here's God showing up. There's these shepherds out there tending the sheep, and, and, and these angels show up. There's a light you know, that, that shines all about them. They're terrified. This is crazy, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, 
saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. This is good news. This is, this is really good news. And then it says, you're going to find him. So what happens is, is, is we see in the particular passages, these, these shepherds, and verse 15, it says, when the angels had left them and gone to heaven. So think about this. Hit the pause button. This is climactic moment that comes. Wow, something, something's up. And now they've disappeared. What we see in the life of the shepherds is what we've been encouraged over the last three months is that, you know, when God shows up, when God invites us to join Him, it requires that we make an adjustment. And we see that they do that. What is it that prompted these shepherds to, to, to do something other than just continue shepherding and say, but that was good, let's go to dinner, that wasn't that a good program? No, they made a, they made a big adjustment. What was it that prompted them to do that? Number one is the void that's within every one of our lives apart from God. This God-shaped void that until He is in our life, that can never be filled. There's an awareness of emptiness. And uh, so as they are aware of that, there's also a sense of expectancy because God has showed up. Look, look at verse 16. It says, <clears throat> it says, well, verse 15, pick back. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. So they hurried off. Here, here's this adjustment that they made. Um, what this is saying is that these shepherds dropped everything to go find a Jesus. They just dropped everything to go find Jesus. Adjustments are essential for us to experience God and what it is that He is inviting us to experience in our lives. So here's a question. Uh, if they had not dropped everything and gone and found Jesus, would they have met the miracle? The answer is pretty obvious. No, they wouldn't have met the miracle. They wouldn't have seen Jesus. They wouldn't have looked into the face of God. And so here's a question for me and you. If, you're, if you struggle, if you're, uh, you're not really in that real Christmas spirit, is there something that you need to drop? Maybe Is it, is it an attitude? Maybe is it a preconceived belief that's keeping you from meeting the miracle of Christmas? It, it, it could even be a tradition you know, that we hold tightly to so that you could meet Jesus, so you could experience God at His deepest level. We have this promise right here. Uh, it's on your outline, Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek Me and find Me when you seek Me with all your heart. Here's a promise. If you seek Him, He says, if you seek Me, you will find Me. It may be, it may be that if you struggle, you've gone to church and you've read the Bible and you've done all this kind of stuff, but as far as having that personal, intimate encounter with God, you're, you're still not there. He's saying, keep asking. And I challenge you even today to ask the Holy Spirit, say, you know, all I know, all I can do is stand on your truth to believe what you say, that if I seek you, that I will find you. I want to find you and experience you today. That's His promise for us. So what we see is that here's these shepherds. They run off. They hurry off. And, then, and, and they find Mary and Joseph. 
and Jesus laying in a manger, and they look in the face of God. What they didn't find was a new a religion. What they didn't find was a set of rules. What they found was a person. And that's what God wants you to do and me to do is, is to experience Him personally if you've never done that. Many are here that have, have done that and they can testify to that and, and are doing what the shepherd's going to end up doing as a result of encountering Him in a very personal way. It's not a religion. It's not a set of rules. It's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. This Christmas, this Christmas, what time and effort are we going to put into looking in the face of Jesus? Oh, there's a lot of time and effort that goes in the peripheral stuff, but will we put that time and effort because it's there that we find the true spirit of Christmas. And then here's the last, here's the last point as far as catching. Tell the message of Christmas. Tell um, Earlier, John 3.16 uh, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For Verse 17, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. That, that's, that's a wonderful message of Christmas. And what we see is that because of the adjustment and because of the response that the shepherds made, they encountered in a personal way, a life-changing, transforming way, Jesus. They hurried off. They found Jesus in the manger. And when they had seen Him, verse 17, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. So here's, here's, here's the deal. It said they had already heard about Him. They'd already, they had heard about Him. But it's once they came and they experienced Him, it says, and then they spread the Word. There's a difference between a head knowledge and knowing about Jesus and all the stuff that goes on there and having Him flood your life with His personal presence. When that happens, when that happens, it can't help but tell. Uh, it's the same as we see in, in Peter and John and this next verse there on your outline uh, in Acts chapter 4, verse 20, they said, as for us, we cannot help speaking about what we've seen in her. I mean, it's just going to come out once you encounter that in, in that personal way. And it may be that, you know, you're going, ah, I'm just not much on, um, you know, sharing and telling others, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm that's just not my forte. Uh, well, the shepherds right here could have said, "Hey, we're just we just tend to sheep. We, we, we're just we're, that, we're, that's not our job. We just no." But what we see is because of their encounter, they went and spread the word. What had been told them, they encountered in person. They shared about it. It's it's a natural result of that encounter. It may be that even right now you're saying, "Lord, you know, I feel kind of convicted and guilty because you know I don't share very much, you know, about the message." Christmas, the good news of Jesus. I don't share too much. I'm reluctant. Well, just confess that right now and just say, Lord, it, I want to ask you, is, is it, what, what is that? Is, is that me? Or is it, have I just been, have I been just trying to be religious? Or have I truly encountered you? Ask Him to, to reveal that to you. Because when we do, it's not going to be always at this, you know, 10 level. But here's the result of encountering God in a personal way. You share. You tell it. 
because that message needs to be told. But, but also tell it with a sense of, of dependence and trust in the Lord. Here's what Paul said in second, it's the next verse on the outline in Second Timothy. He said, The Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed. And that's what you and I can trust in. That's what you and I can believe in. See, uh, the truth of the matter is, is that they shared what they had seen and heard. They didn't share anything that they had not seen or heard. They shared what they had seen and heard. So here's what God will have you to do. Share what you've experienced through Him. And you're going, uh, I've experienced a lot of church. A lot. No, 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 no. I wasn't asking you about where you were going on Christmas Day or the logistics of Christmas. I was asking about the true Christmas experience. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting this down because I've watched it several times. It's a lot of fun. But the, how many have seen A Christmas Story? You know, the, A Christmas Story. Yeah, okay, we've seen it. And there's a lot of tradition. A lot of people have tradition. They watch that every year, you know, maybe on Christmas Eve. You know, and it's a lot of fun and all that kind of stuff. A Christmas Story. And it's just about the, you know, family dynamics of going through the, you know, the Christmas in the American style. But tragically, what happens is a Christmas story becomes the Christmas story for a lot of people. And what God is reminding us today is, is that once we encounter Him, the Christmas story of Jesus is paramount. And, and God will give me and you exactly what we need to be able to share what we experience. There's going to be people in your life that don't right now that do not have hope. Maybe they're going through a dark time. Maybe they, they've lost their job. Maybe their health is poor. But you can share what you've experienced from God's grace with them. Tell it. Tell it. God's grace is sufficient that He is able, more than able, to deal with whatever's going on in your life and in my life. You know, we see here that they were sharing and the people that heard it were amazed. There's not, we don't have any kind of record of the people that they shared it with went to see Jesus. But the shepherds did. And then in verse 20, it's kind of the climactic deal here. A result of a personal encounter, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. They were glorifying and praising God. That's the Christmas spirit, is that when we are locked in and we're going, God, you're so awesome. God, you're so good. God, yes, life is difficult. There's trouble in my life. There's, there's disappointments in my life. But God, your grace is sufficient. That's the Christmas story. That's the Christmas message. But there's a lot, there's a lot of folks that aren't experiencing that. A Christmas story defines their Christmas more than the Christmas story. This past Friday, um, some of you may have heard Mackenzie Anderson uh, took her own life. Uh, She was a senior at Roswell High School. She is the daughter of Ty Anderson, which is one of the founding members of Third Day. Um, We've sung many of their songs, Third Day songs, right here as, as worship songs. Um, Mackenzie is, uh, I think, the second of six children, ages 11 to 19. And, 
and this past Friday. And here in our community, here in a Christian family, what tragedy. I, I cannot fathom that. So my first thing, reason for sharing that is, is this. Please pray for them. Uh, there's absolutely nothing that you and I could do or say that would enable them to truly have the Christmas spirit. But nothing's impossible with God. For those that believe, pray for that family. But the, rest, the second reason for sharing that is this. It's just a, it's a powerful reminder for us that, hey guys, this is, this is real. This is life and death. There's an adversary. There's an enemy. And he is relentless in telling his lies. Relentless in telling his lies. Even to believers. God has called me and you not to do anything for him. For Jesus says, apart from me, you can't do a thing. But he says, I want you just to abide in me. I want you to trust me. I want you to come to me. Trust in me with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. But I want you to abide in me. Allow me to fill you to the overflow, to your cups running over, and tell that good news. Share that. Experience it and tell it. Experience it and tell it. Don't tell anything that you've not experienced. I'm not expecting you to do it. Just share what you've experienced. <clears throat> Rachel's always reading a good book. My Rachel here. So she comes in and she's reading uh, Corey Ten Boom's Tramp for the Lord. How many has read that? Well, I just took it right from her and I said, okay. I'm a... So uh, <clears throat> actually I picked her up and we were, we were riding around in the awful Christmas shopping traffic. And she was reading some of these little short stories. It's just little short stories of Corey Ten Boone's experiences. And, and so I got it, and, I, and uh, she took off with doing her stuff, and, and I read the whole thing. And, it's, and it was, number one, it was very convicting because she, ne she never had a house, and, you know, whatever the case. After she got out of, her out of the concentration camp in her 50s uh, because of her commitment to to being a servant of Jesus Christ uh, and high, if you don't know the story go read the story but uh, she um, lost three of her family members in the concentration camps during World War II and uh, and yet once she once she was out and God sustained her in that once she was out she traveled the world until she was 83 and all she did was just tell how God's grace is sufficient she just shared what she had experienced. And she shared, you know, even in her 70s and 80s, how God was continuing to teach her and her absolute dependence on the Holy Spirit and her absolute certainty that it wasn't anything that she said, but it was all about what God did through His Holy Spirit. And just, just worldwide, every kind. What God is inviting me and you to do first and foremost, is, is to meet the miracle. If you've never done that, if you've never experienced Jesus Christ, He's inviting you to do. To, to not just pass by and go, yeah, okay, I hear, I hear what you're saying, angels. I hear what you're saying. No, but to come and look into the face of your Savior and receive Him into your life. 
The second thing is, is simply this, to allow Him to be sufficient. Your sufficiency in and all things to fill you with everything that we shared through the Advent can to hope, and peace, and joy, and love, and even light. Tomorrow night, we're going, to, we're going to light that Christ candle, which is the candle of light. And it may be that you're experiencing some darkness right now. You know, maybe you've been kind of going along to get along as far as the Christmas is concerned, but, but today is an opportunity to be honest. Say, you know, the fact of the matter is, I don't have it, God, and I'm going to be truthful before you. Come to Him. You'll find right there at the foot of the cross... His amazing love. You'll find forgiveness. You'll find love and light, truth and joy. And what you will do as a result of that is then be able to share what God has done in your life. How He has gotten rid of the guilt or the shame. How He's become your identity. Uh, how He's given you just new life. You'll be able to share what He has done in your life. And as a body of Christ and as a community of believers in Jesus Christ, let's come, let's come together and, and just say, God, if any way we've been lackadaisical, I mean, gosh, Lord, we just want to claim your victory and our young people in our schools for your, those that believe in you to share the good news and the hope of Jesus Christ and not be quiet not be silent, but to share what truly is a Christmas spirit. Would you bow your heads with me? <clears throat> Father God, today we just come before you. And, O oh Holy Spirit, we just ask that, that you would just, um, as the angels descended and announced the wonderful news of how heaven is open and offer to us, and, oh Holy Spirit, that you would just open up our, our hearts and open up our eyes that we may see. Lord, for those here today that have been seeking and searching and, and, and maybe attending in church, but have never encountered you personally, I just pray that as they feel the knock of your Holy Spirit on their heart's door, that they would open it and they would acknowledge, Lord, their need for you their Savior. Jesus, thank You for loving us so much. Abba, Father, thank You for Your great love. Thank You for even for the reminder through this, the message of Christmas, the story of Christmas, that You are relentless in offering Your great love and Your peace and Your joy and Your hope and Your life to us. Lord, I also pray that You would equip and empower through your Holy Spirit those of us that call you our Savior, that today we would come and surrender to you, Lord, our agenda, that we would drop whatever is necessary in order to join you as you share the good news of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you now. Would you just ask him to speak to you just personally right now? 
I challenge you, just say, God, just speak to me. Show me what I need to know. Show me what I need to drop. Show me where I need to go. Father, thank you that as we come before you that we celebrate that a Savior has been born to us, Christ the Lord. Thank you for the reminder just this day after the, which has been the shortest day of light during the year, that Lord is just a reminder of how much light is needed. Fill this place. Fill each person here, I pray, with your light. For your glory. And may we leave here celebrating and praising you for the great things that you've done and the peace that we know because of your wonderful sacrifice. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.